0: Hi, everybody. Johnny Mays here on this podcast on another gorgeous and beautiful day. Howbeit in California, in Lodi today, we're expecting a temperature of 106 degrees. So the noise you hear in the background might be my air conditioner doing its job. (laughs) Amen. Well, hey. Glad to have you here. Let me ask you a question. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? I mean, what do you think most people think? Think about current news events. Think about the things at work. Your plans that you're making for the summer. Maybe your vacation trip to the lake or the ocean or the mountains, visiting those grandparents, thinking about your children, thinking about your school, preparing yourself to return to classes, maybe it's the relationship you're in. What are you thinking about? Let me ask you another question. You you ever, ever have thoughts that you might call unpleasant? Even maybe evil or sinful? You know, those thoughts that you wouldn't want anybody to know you've had? And do you ever find yourself revisiting those thoughts? And do you feel ashamed that you have them? Okay, okay, you're probably saying today, Brother Johnny, I feel like you're interrogating me. I'm sorry, I don't want to sound like that. But what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to set the stage for what I want to talk about today. Because most of the troubles that we have on a day-by-day basis, even moment-by-moment basis, is with our thinking. Too many of us have what I call stinking thinking, negative thinking, pessimistic thinking, thinking that troubles us, thinking that overwhelms us, thoughts that just literally imprison us. And I wanna help you do a little mind cleaning today. I want you to get a clean sweep of all this so that you'll be able to put these things in the proper bins and dispose of them so that they don't have to continually frustrate you and buffet you. You see, for a Christian the subject of how we think really will determine how we survive our Christian walk, how we walk with God. When you become a new creation in Christ and then you allow your mind to wander wherever it pleases, that's not a good thing. We have to learn to break a lot of bad habits of the way we think. And now that we have a new identity in Christ Jesus, we have to change the way we think. In fact, we have to bring every thought the scripture says into captivity and into obedience to Christ. And if we fail to fulfill this responsibility, then we will remain, as the Bible calls us, carnal-minded. And it leads us right back into the old ways of thinking and the old ways of doing things. See, my friends, listen to Brother Johnny. You or I cannot be truly obedient to our Lord if we neglect to discipline our thoughts. Because if you look at this word discipline, discipline, It has a very close relation with disciple. And as a disciple of Christ, we have to learn how to cast down all these imaginations and bring every thought into captivity. Amen. We need to learn how to use God's mighty word, amen, to help us to sweep clean our thinking and change our direction we need to knock down all the strongholds of human reasoning and destroy all those false arguments we need to destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing god we capture we need to capture our thoughts and hold on to the teachings of christ and learn how to obey them You know, one of my best friends, Brother Warren Rogers, writes a lot on this subject. And I don't mind telling you, I glean a lot from his notes. And I'm so thankful for men who teach this word, how to overcome in this world by renewing your mind, by changing your mind. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter six, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and is peace. Life and peace. You or I are not going to be able to truly, truly, truly enjoy life and peace if we haven't done a mind sweep if we haven't cleansed our minds from the stinking thinking, and lay hold of the Word of God, and let it refresh and renew and rebuild all of the paradigms in our thinking—how we come to conclusions, how we draw conclusions, how we find direction, how we learn to discern what's right and what's wrong—you see, the kingdom of God is made up of righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that the kingdom of God must be pursued, it must be taken. You can't just drift along and allow your mind to think any old thought it chooses. Because if you do that, you're not going to enjoy the Christian way of living. You have to take command of your mind. Or guess what? It'll take command of you. When you become a believer, when a new believer believer that has a new life and a new nature think about it you've been given a new life and a new nature in this new life and in this new nature exist these things righteousness peace and joy it's already inside of you you were given these things when you received christ see when you received christ you received his fullness amen it's all contained in that receiving the Lord, Him, Christ in you and you in Christ. It's already inside of you. Let me tell you something. One of the joys of learning the Bible, one of the great joys is when I read the story of Nicodemus and Jesus and their encounter there. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, he came to inquire of this man. He wanted to know more about Jesus he was more than confident that Jesus was a man of God and the reason being is because he'd seen maybe seen or even heard of all the miracles that Jesus did and he knew that none of these works should be accomplished by a man alone so he came to Jesus now Nicodemus was a devout man Uh, he was a member of the Sanhedrin court He was a Pharisee, Uh, a lover of the scripture. And his character, as we will find out, he was a very gentle and kind and caring and empathetic man. It was Nicodemus and his friend Joseph of Arimathea who asked for the body of Christ after Christ's crucifixion. That shows you something about Nicodemus. When Nicodemus came to Jesus, Jesus immediately wanted to talk to him about spiritual things. And he mentions to Nicodemus about being born of the Spirit, being born again. Nicodemus had never heard of such a concept. In fact, it wasn't a concept known by just just anybody. No, no. No, 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 no. It was an absolutely new... it was an innovation of, of God's working with man. Up until then, just the Spirit of God would come on certain individuals and they would rule or they would prophesy or whatever it might be that God had intended for them to do, whatever mission they had to accomplish. But now Jesus was establishing in the earth something entirely new. A new way to interface with God. A new way to know Christ. A new way to completely Refocus, change, refurbish, renew your thinking, your mind. And that would become a spiritual thinking individual, to be born of the Spirit. Have you been born of the Spirit? Now I know you say, well I believe in Jesus, I believe in the Bible, I believe in heaven, I go to church. I understand that. But are you born of the Spirit? Do you have spiritual discernment? Do you have spiritual enlightenment? Do you see and understand and think as Christ thought? Is this mind in you which was also in Christ Jesus? See, you have to allow yourself to become and you have to pursue uh, this kind of relationship with God because it's only by this relationship of God that the thoughts of God will bring into your life that peace and joy that he promised but we cannot compromise amen and think like the world and then on Sunday try to present ourselves as a believer it doesn't work that way my friend when Jesus told Nicodemus you must be born of the spirit Nicodemus befuddled as he was says something almost silly he says well what do you mean can a man be born of his mother again go back into his mother's womb and Jesus said listen there's two births one is the natural birth born of the flesh one is a spiritual birth born of the spirit but you see my friend Like the natural birth where you're conceived, there's a time of gestation, usually about nine months, and then the human being is birthed on a certain day called your birthday. When you're born of the seed, the incorruptible seed of God, when when you've been conceived in the womb of grace, there's going to be a time of forming. A time of forming, a time of taking on that image which God has destined for you. And there will be a time of travail a time that you will have to lay aside die to yourself put away uh, these temporal things and take up the cross and when you made that consecration when you made that commitment you can make an expectation to arrive in your life because god is going to enlighten you open up to you, open up your mind, open up your spirit and cause you to see and understand things in the light of his word and the light of Christ. You'll have a renewed mind. And you'll be able to continue to renew that mind on a day by -day, day, moment by moment basis because... That which is within you, the body of Christ which is in you, uh, the Christ that you have inherited uh, by grace, that you've received by grace, that immortality that belongs to you, not someday, but today, is to be understood, but can only be understood by the revelation of Jesus Christ. To do that, you must set your mind on these things. Today you need to have a clean sweep and let this determination be in you that was also in Christ Jesus, who was willing to put himself away in order to attain what God the Father wanted him to have in the human, human body. And you can have that too today, You can have that too today. Yes, you can get saved by simply calling on the name of the Lord. You shall be saved. You can be baptized signifying that you've died to this world, but you need to take that quantum leap and say, Lord, let me receive your mind that I might know you in that real and personal way. It's my prayer. I'll let you think on these things today, and we'll come back to this subject very soon. This is Brother Johnny. Bye-bye.